Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs. With companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese podcast. Oh, yeah. UFOs, Russian offenses, toxic clouds, killer earthquakes, Chinese sanctions, and Raquel Welch is dead. So how's your week going? Hi, kids. You're listening to the Chad and Cheese Podcast. This is your co-host, Joel Fantastic Voyage Cheeseman. This is Chad. What's my name? So wash. And on this week's show, Indeed commits highway robbery. Upwork goes full Monty. And who'd you rather? Let's do this. Okay, listener, how can you help your employees become more productive? I have answers. How about automating? manual and repetitive tasks, giving meaning to data, then allowing that data to actually drive decisions. And how about matching people to your jobs quicker? Well, wait, the Chad and Cheese has a new LLM? No, Cheeseman. I'm talking about text kernel. Ah, okay. That makes more sense. What I'm hearing is the groundbreaking concept of, wait for it, Yeah. simplicity. <laughs> Seriously, though, seriously, text kernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Really? Nacho references already. Anyways, text kernel brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. Text kernel seamlessly unifies your tools and data to drive efficiencies and success. Text kernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey. Kind of like adding guac to my barbacoa burrito. Oh, my God. How about extracting meaningful insights from data? I mean, that's something. Swiftly matching people with jobs. Automating repetitive tasks. Who knew such advanced concepts were even possible in the land of human resources? Uh, We did, Chad. We did. Dude, wrap it up. I'm a little hungry. Imagine that. Uh, Okay, listener. Get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit textkernel.com. That's T-E-X-T-K-E-R-N-E-L dot com. Mm, nachos. <laughs> so why do referees always have to kill amazing games? That was an amazing, <laughs> amazing fucking Super Bowl. And then in the last two minutes... A ref steps in and fucks the whole thing up. That could have been just an amazing... I, I still think the Kansas City Chiefs would have won. So I don't yeah. think they changed the outcome, but they changed the whole whole feel of the game. It was fucking crazy. 
And what a boring last four minutes. Like, so anticlimactic. Let's run the clock out. You know, kick well, a field goal. the ref allowed that shit to happen. Yeah, I know. Fuck. I know. What are you going to do? Yeah, you should let him play it out in the last last few minutes. At least, yeah. I mean, especially when it's it that out. close. But, yeah, that fucking sucks. What, what about, what, what did you love about uh, the Super Bowl? Mo- ma- mostly the snacks my wife made uh, <laughs> for the game, which included the jalapeno poppers, Ooh, the that's wings. Nice. That's nice. The, the Philly cheesesteaks. Mm. Oh, and the Kansas City barbecue. So we wow. went like full bore. Uh, both both sides were represented. Uh, it was nice, but it was it was a great game. I thought Philly was gonna. It, I thought it was gonna be a blowout. I thought Mahomes was gonna be hurt. But again, you don't you don't go against the goat. You just the whoever has the better quarterback tends to win these games. And it, it happened again on Sunday. The ads, eh, to halftime show, eh. I love the halftime show. I I, I love Rihanna first off, and then yeah. all the shit that they were doing. She was pregnant. She looked great. She she's got amazing fucking songs. And then the uh, American Sign Language interpreter that they had was yeah. that was like the cherry on top. Everything seemed like it was just perfect. That's it wasn't it wasn't as good as Prince. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I really, really enjoyed the halftime show. Yeah, I got to go back to Prince, man. Prince ruined it from here on out. No one love that guy ever since God. Purple Rain in the rain in mm-hmm. high heels, yes. like standalone on stage. I just it, it everything else is just sort of sophomoric to me. I mean, uh, <laughs> unless Oasis gets back together and plays the halftime show, which I know isn't going to happen. God, let's hope not. I cannot stand. It's 15 minutes of Speaking whining. Speaking of Dave Roll, Dave Roll in Canada, my co-host and my wife represented in one ad. It was, that was fun. That was, that fun. was yeah, that was pretty nice. Hey, by the way, I got my uh, physical, uh, my annual physical this week, and my, my liver got a A+, plus, which means another year of debauchery for me, my friend. My liver is still <laughs> still holding fort. Apparently, I'm not doing my job. I'm sorry. It's, <laughs> apologies. Our, our sponsors need to try a lot harder. Our fans need to send us more shit. More Jesus. bourbon kids. Okay, so your favorite ad. Let's just get that out of the way. What was your favorite ad? Oh, favorite ad has Probably got to go to the farmer's dog, yeah. aging hound. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you got to have that one that makes you cry. Oh, yeah. I remember the Audi ad with the father-daughter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That one similar. Yeah, this one, this one got me choked up. Yeah. Farmer's yeah. dog. You? That was, yeah, this was not a great season for ads. Let's just put it that way. Uh, the Workday yeah. ad was actually pretty good, but I, I like the Popcorners. I've never heard of Popcorners yep. before. Now I know it. Uh, and the whole <laughs> Breaking Bad. Give me seven flavors. Tico. Yeah, it was just, it was funny. It was funny, but it wasn't, it, it wasn't great. It wasn't great. <laughs> Yeah, the the two ads that would make me buy something because the ad would be the the popcorners yeah. and the farmers. The farmer's dog, unfortunately, we feed our dog insects because that's what my wife does for a living. So I wouldn't be <laughs> able to buy the farmer's dog unless they start offering insects as an option, which probably isn't going to happen. I, I would say that as an overall theme yeah. of the ads, mm-hmm. I think as Gen Xers, our time has come. For years growing up, it was like they're targeting boomers. Boomers have all the money. Boomers are, you know, like a boomer, boomer, boomer. This year, it was finally Gen X, Clueless, you know, Matt and Ben, Ben Stiller, Steve Martin, 
you know, the rock stars sort of bled into Gen X. So I feel yeah. like from that perspective, we're finally the target market <laughs> for advertisers. Even the Pepsi. Remember you and I growing up? That doesn't make me happy. Pepsi was the choice of a new generation. Yeah. It was Cindy Crawford. Mm-hmm. Shaq was doing yeah. ads. Yeah. And now it's a gray-haired Ben Stiller and an even grayer-haired uh, <laughs> Steve, Steve Martin. Martin that's, yeah. that's pitching me Pepsi. Yeah. That's how far Pepsi has has fallen since the 80s and 90s. But uh, it, I digress. And to bring the party down, I can't believe somebody bought an anti-Tesla ad. The anti, you know, autopilot driving. I mean, spent uh-huh. like seven million dollars on just trying to tank the the, t- the Tesla stock. I mean, you know, Elon can do that without anybody's help. So it was it was weird. It was really weird. Yeah, Elon has not needed any help to tank the Tesla stock no. this year. No, no. All right. Well, for those that listen. The Recruitment Marketing Show, uh, we'll get into more detail about ads and dive into uh, more subject matter of the advertising the Super Bowl. But that was a nice little 30,000-foot level yeah. of what Chad and I but, thought of the Super Bowl and the ads. Shout-outs. Let's do some shout-outs. Shout-outs. I'm going to hit some first off really quick. Thank you, Isom's Work Human and Next for the swag. Really appreciate the swag. Isom's is just showing off. We'll, we'll actually have clothes on our backs for the next year. So we yeah. really appreciate that. But yeah, no, Isom's, uh, they upped their swag game, I, I have to yeah, say. They brought the Yeti back. They yeah. ditched, uh, what was it, the Coleman? It was the Coleman, Coleman yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah they did. That, the back to the Yeti, uh, the Herschel backpack. Yeah, mm-hmm. Isom's is just showing off at this point. Work Human did send a nice yeah. little package in uh, a Bluetooth uh, speaker, yes. which you got to love the, the good oats. <laughs> this is good stuff. Good stuff. And I am wearing my, my tie dye, my tie dye next shirt, you know. Oh, yeah. So love, love all around. Love all around. Yeah, love all around. My wife just can't not comment about how much NASCAR uh, <laughs> I look like every day with, with vendor logos. All right. Uh, my shout out goes to G2's best HR products of 2023. Oh. Popular product review site G2 has just published its best of for 2023. And here's where some of our most talked about companies in HR landed. Number four was Bamboo HR. Number eight was Hireology. Number 10, Personio, our friends in Germany, focused on Europe. Number 16, their competitor, Hi Bob. Number 18, Deal. 23, Greenhouse. 24 cents. And number 26, Remote. Everyone else was pretty much a boring pay payroll, <laughs> uh, some, something or other. Yeah. If you want to check out the rest of the list, head out to G2. That's G and the number two dot com for the full list of 50 as well as other software providers in every category that you can imagine. It's interesting because there's so many fucking platforms that are out there right now. I mean, point solutions, et cetera, et cetera. I, I don't know how they keep all that shit straight to try to actually rank them. Uh, not to mention they're all over the place in the, in, in the different segments, right? You know, pay, you've got applicant tracking, you have EOR. Anyway, anyway, it's, it- let's be honest. All these best of lists are just clickbait and yeah. things for podcasters to talk about. Yeah, and wow. it works because we're talking go. about it. Merry Christmas. My next shout out goes to Mona Sloan over at NYU for inviting us to participate. Yeah. <laughs> to participate. In NYU's Institute for Public Knowledge and their co-opting AI's recruiting panel scheduled for next Wednesday. That's popping up pretty quick. February 22nd. So look, look for that. That's co-opting AI's recruiting panel and sit in on it. 
we're everywhere, man. We're everywhere. We're gonna we're gonna make people are gonna get sick of us. Well, I guess <laughs> if they haven't done it by now, too I guess maybe they're not. Yeah, yeah it's too late. Yeah. Uh, all right, I give a, I got a shout out to our friends at Recruit Holdings. Money, 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 Chad, try as we might to inflict pain and suffering on the eight hundred pound gorilla. Things seem to be okay at our favorite cartel. Recruit Holdings says the number of job postings on Indeed.com was close to its year earlier level of Q3F. Uh, fiscal year 2023, while job seeker activity on recruitment marketplace and employer review site Glassdoor expanded year over year. The revenue from their HR technology segment, which includes Indeed and Glassdoor, increased over 24% year over year to 2.1 billion USD. Apparently, all you suckers out there listening are still writing blank checks to the Death Star. Uh, yes, it's not going to be us that brings them down. They're going to bring themselves down if it ever happens. Uh, shout out to Ryan Steelberg, the CEO of Veritone, for coming on the show this week to break down what is actually happening in the world of AI. The guy lives at 24-7. We talked about large models like uh, ChatGPT, more powerful domain-specific models and orchestrated models. So a lot of these things we dug into, everybody's talking about chat GPT uh, and trying to create the, the next recruiting platform from it, which is, I think, the stupidest fucking thing in the world. But Ryan jumps into it to actually talk through all these different things. And not to mention, we're also talking about the company that gives you the Chad and Cheese foreign language podcast. Yes, their tech is what actually cloned our voices and turned them into the Chad and Cheese German, Spanish, Portuguese, and French podcasts. That's how fucking cool they are. Shall we play a game? From one Death Star to another, shout out to Adam Karpiak. Adam saw the Workday ad on the Super Bowl, just as we did, uh, and commented. Adam describes himself on LinkedIn as an opinionated recruiter. He shared the following on LinkedIn, quote, if Workday can afford Super Bowl commercials, they can afford to fix their online applications. <laughs> Amen, said a whole lot of commentators or commenters on that post. Of course, this made me think about your prediction, Chad, that Workday was getting a little bit cozy with our friends at Paradox. And what better way to fix your applications than to acquire Paradox. That, that would just be the start. I mean, I, I, I can't imagine. All right. Uh, events. You ready for events? Events. Where are we going, Chad? All right. First and foremost, travel sponsored by Shaker Recruitment Marketing. That's right. You can go to shaker.com and, you know, if you need some recruitment marketing needs, you might want to check them out. Uh, we're going to be at Unleash the 25th through the 27th of April in Lost Wages. That's right, kids. Las Vegas. This year, it's going to be at the... Not the casino. MGM, right? It's going, it's going to be at the Caesars, oh, Caesars. Forum. Yeah. Caesars Forum. Then we find ourselves in Coronado Bay at iSims Inspire in May. Then we go ahead and find ourselves on a plane to Nebworth Park for Wreckfest in London, which you cannot miss, people. And... Let me go ahead and close the loop here. The Wreckfest Super Duper Early Bird 50% off discount 
is still going on for Nashville, which is happening in September. This is an amazing opportunity for you guys to actually get all your TA teams together. And this is a great for an all hands day. Enjoy, learn, drink, eat, be merry at Wreckfest. Just go to chadcheese.com, click on events in the upper right hand corner, register for all of them. We've got a long list of events we're going to be at. You keep your all hands away from me, Chad, at these <laughs> events. That's what I'm saying. Damn you, it. you think there'll be some alcohol and maybe a few Chad and Cheese t-shirts at these events? There will be plenty. And they Probably will be plenty. free. And they will be free. So if you haven't gotten your Chad and Cheese t-shirt or, or gotten free booze from us, uh, you got to hit up chadcheese.com. Hit the free link. And we have a new round of winners uh, from this month, Chad. Carlos Fernandez. Has won whiskey from us, nice. sponsored by Text Colonel. Mm-hmm. Madison Richard got beer from Aspen Tech Labs. Love it. Uh, our birthday, Rum with Plum, for the month goes to Andrew Mall of beautiful Cleveland, Ohio. And pretty much everyone gets t shirts. That's powered by our <laughs> friends at Job Get. But you got to play if you want to win. Head out to chadcheese.com and sign up today. Amen. <laughs> Topics. Playoffs. That's right. As we've been doing past few weeks, let's talk about some layoffs in our space. All right. We got Hacker Earth, which I've never heard of, but apparently it's in our space. Uh, 8% haircut. GitHub, owned by uh, Microsoft, a 10% cut. Nomad Health, which we've talked quite favorably, is cutting 17% of its HQ, which... The underscore of HQ means not the actual people doing the healthcare work uh, at Nomad Health. (laughs) And LinkedIn has reportedly laid off a large number of its global recruitment team. The company has not disclosed the number of employees affected, however. But if you know, if you're out there and you know, please hit us up at chadcheese.com and let us know how deep the cut went at LinkedIn and also our friends at Hire Easy are rumored to have had a haircut. I reached out to our friend Shannon Pritchard and she was quick to reply with We made the decision to restructure staff, which has reduced our current overall headcount in an effort to maximize efficiency and put Hire Easy in the strongest possible position for customers. Our goal for the restructure is to invest in providing the best customer experience. For those that were impacted, we are committed to taking care of them as best we can throughout the transition. So from our PR 101 class, that is the response from our friends at HireEasy. <laughs> it's interesting because GitHub and LinkedIn, uh, both Microsoft companies, mm-hmm. uh, make this happen. And GitHub actually said that uh, they're they're actually moving to full fully remote to cut yep. office space. So I think that's interesting that, you know, they probably could have cut more heads, but they're going to look at saving uh, money on office space. So it's like, you know, you're starting to see some, some, some molding of, I think, just different cultures. That's right. You can keep the ping pong table and the coffee machine, save a few jobs uh, while you're at it and ditch some of that real estate. It's a good idea. Let's talk about Indeed oh. in the news. Seasoned recruiter Angela Holbrook of Boise, Idaho, took to LinkedIn recently to express her disdain for Indeed's new pricing model. Quote, I really dislike their pay per application platform. It's terrible and takes advantage of businesses that don't know better. Here's an example of a client where I was added to their Indeed account. $3,500 was wasted on fruitless applications. 
I could have advertised both jobs for under $250. In case you missed that, that's 3500 versus 250 and <laughs> fill the positions. Hiring managers were allowed free reign and indeed to post jobs and not reviewing resumes in a timely manner and getting charged for applications, whether they were qualified or not. Highway robbery, she says. It goes on, but you get the idea. Obviously, this sparked a flood of disgruntled comments. If only everyone just listened to our podcast, Chad, and we could stay away from all this nonsense. Unfortunately, it's an issue. Your thoughts? Yeah, so in that post, she actually showed the two jobs that she was talking about. And uh, one showed 24 applications at a cost of $1,032, which is $43 per application. Remember last week we were talking about the, the pissed off Canuck who was paying $15 per, per, mm-hmm. per application, $43 per application. Then the second example was 41 applications at a cost of about $2,500, which was $61 per application. So here's, here's what we're saying. Huge failings on the Indeed side of the house. First and foremost, Indeed is forcing candidates to register to Indeed. That's, that's number one. Registration makes the apply process easier. Okay. So you've got that whole one click application touch. Uh, an easier process doesn't mean you're going to get qualified applicants, just more that are going to apply. Then you're tasking the hiring company with declining unqualified candidates. Your platform is supposed to be bringing me qualified candidates, but yet now I have to spend more time to kick these candidates to the curb so I don't have to pay for them. So Indeed is getting paid per applicant, so making the app apply process easier drives their revenue and also the work the clients have to do. So what they're, what they're looking to do here, fairly simply, is companies are just not going to do the work. Yeah. And they're going to pay for all of these unqualified individuals, period. That's just, mm-hmm. that's, that's all that's, that's all that's going to happen. And then there was a, a, a nugget from the job board doctor I want to throw out to you real quick. Quote, Indeed has paused its entire trusted media network. No explanation, no definite restart date. And then I reached out to one of my other contacts and they said that uh, trusted media network partners have also seen a reduction in budget by Indeed. So first off, we're seeing this huge change and people are going wild and getting pissed off about it. Then we're starting to see a shutdown pause and or reduction in the spend to the trusted media network. What the fuck is going on here? Cats and dogs living together. That's what's going on here. It's funny, uh, Jim Durbin, uh, for name dropping, you mm-hmm. know, went through the terms of service and predicted <laughs> that people would just cu- get caught off guard and have these huge bills. Yeah. Sadly, it's the small businesses uh, that are going to get really kicked in the ass on this because they don't have dedicated people you know, watching this every hour to see what's going on. And they end up waking up with thousands of dollars in, uh, in advertising bills. Indeed was nice enough to come out of its ivory tower and, uh, visit, <laughs> uh, visit, visit LinkedIn and, and make a reply to, to all the hubbub that was going on. They said, quote, we're making this change based on feedback we've received from our clients that they don't want to pay for clicks that never lead to an application. The goal is to help better connect employers with quality talent right away, increase your speed to hire, and most importantly, 
ensure you only pay for results in a rapidly changing job market. I'm not sure they even read the initial post. No. By no, Angela, uh, no. they just copied and pasted this out of their PR handbook, but yeah. um, they did at least come down from the the ivory tower to reply. Another example that Angela mentioned mentioning uh, this in terms of small businesses, she said, "quote uh, As another example, I'm volunteering my time with a police department right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the captain got ahead of himself and made a post, and within one day had nine hundred dollars worth of spending charges for applications that could not be used." Fuck. Which wastes not only our time reviewing, but applicant time and gets their hopes up in the in the process. $900 in one day. That's terrifying, especially for a government agency funded by our tax dollars. Mm-hmm. So thanks a lot indeed. Because of you, we all lose. Well done. Bastards. Well done. Bastards. I feel like this won't be the last time we talk about people upset with Indeed's new pay model, but uh, I could I could be wrong. In the meantime, let's play a little Who'd You Rather. That's right, Chad. You and I pick two companies. I read a small summary of the recent round of money that they've raised, talk about what they do, and then you or I chime in on whether we'd rather do one or the other. I'll let the audience figure out what who'd you rather actually means. So first up, we have Magic Dev. I guess it's just magic, but it's magic.dev. Anyway, <laughs> they've raised $23 million in a Series A funding round led by Alphabet's Capital G. The funding brings the total raised by the company to $28 million. Magic's product aims to operate like an AI pair programmer able to communicate in natural language and collaborate on complex code changes. The company's co-founder and CEO, Eric Steinberger, said that the adoption of AI assistance in the workplace will be as impactful as the Industrial Revolution. Whoa. Their tagline is, software that builds software. I kind of like that, by the way. All right, next up, we have Canaries. Dallas-based Canaries has raised $5 million in a Series A round. This brings the total capital raised to $10.5 million. The company plans to use the funds to expand its technology platform and hire six new executives focused on DEIB, engineering, finance, operations, product marketing, and sales. Canaries uses data to identify DEI blind spots in areas such as talent acquisition, retention, performance review, and pay practices, enabling companies to take targeted, immediate action. So, Chad, Magic Dev and Canaries... Who'd you rather? Canaries is, is doing all that hiring, but the one person who's not there who was actually on our show back in 2021 is Star Carter, who was co-founder and COO. She walked about three months ago. I don't have much hope for the DEIB space because there's billions of dollars that are being spent on uh, training every year by companies just so that they can check a box. And none of it has to do with outcomes. So that's one of the reasons why I'm going with Magic Dev. Domain-specific AI is where the smart money and power is going to go. I want to see it go to DEIB where there's outcomes, but where it's going to go is in domain-specific AI. This is what we talked to, uh, to to Ryan about. We can talk about the general big data set platforms like ChatGPT, but these more focused and specialized areas of AI is where the magic is going to happen. See what I did there? See what I did there? <laughs> Dad joke alert. All right. 
That one goes to Magic Dan. All right. Uh, which wave am I surfing? Uh, after two years of gains, diversity, equity, and inclusion programs nationwide, well, they appear to be stalling, Chad. Uh, in a recent uh, survey from Glassdoor, in the wake of the murder of George Floyd in 2020, access to DEI initiatives jumped from 29% in 2019 to 43% in 2021. But, but through the third quarter of 2022, that number has dipped to 41%. Not an awful decline, but it's definitely not growth. Uh, mm. I, like you, am fearful that all the uh, DEI budgets that we saw spike in the wake of George Floyd are going to progressively go down and down as mm. people just sort of move on to other other things. Replacing high-priced code monkeys, however, <laughs> with an AI-powered programmer... Yeah, that sounds like a pretty huge wave uh, to me that I'd like to uh, to get on. It may not be Magic Dev who ultimately wins uh, the the programmer for programmer uh, war, but it's going to happen nonetheless. Frankly, I hope they both make it. I hope they both survive and thrive. But for me, Magic Dev is a way smarter bet here, and for that reason, uh, really for that reason alone, it is who I'd. Rather, and that is another episode of Who'd You Rather. Let's take a quick break. Listen to the ads, everybody, because there is no show without the ads. And we'll be right back to talk about more invigorating topics. Human resources is supposed to be about humans. I mean, it's right there in the name. But when your hiring team is more like an assembly line glued to their computers, manually posting heaps of jobs everywhere they can think of. That human part feels nowhere to be found. This is a new era. Pando IQ takes the mind-numbing copy-pasting and nerve-wracking guesswork out of the job posting process. When you plan a hiring campaign with Pando IQ, you tell us who you need. Then, before you ever spend a cent, we predict what it will cost to find them. Pando IQ chooses the ideal recruiting sites from thousands of options, targeting the ones your next great hire frequently visits, then fires off your ads at precisely calculated times surfacing the most relevant applicants for you to pick from. Now you're free to get to know the best talent, build great teams, and take care of your humans. Pando IQ will do the rest, so you can get back to doing what the computers can't. For more information on Pando IQ, go to pandologic.com. That's pandologic.com. Invigorating. Really? You like that? Is <laughs> Doesn't my face say invigorating? Inspirational. Yes. <laughs> Inspired <laughs> topics about Upwork and child labor. Yeah, this is this Ooh, is great. All right, let's, all right. Let's get to Upwork Freelance Marketplace, in case you didn't know. Upwork is launching full-time hiring for all of its customers in a move that the company said is a, quote, major expansion of its offerings, end quote. The company is enabling small and medium-sized businesses to use Upwork's compliance, payroll, and contract management tools to hire highly skilled professionals for full-time work arrangements. The company is also upgrading its enterprise suite services to support large businesses identifying and taking on full-time workers through customized onboarding workflows and systems integrations. The move aims to provide clients with greater flexibility in choosing work arrangements and empower people on both sides of the work marketplace. Chad, your thoughts on Upwork moving away from freelance only to full-time. Well, if you take a look at Upwork's stock price, you can see that the uh, pandemic was 
extremely good for them. And now the world is uh, somewhat back to normal and the stock has plummeted back to where it was pre-pandemic. Yes. So how exactly do you goose the stock? Well, you open up a total addressable market and set your sights on Indeed. Indeed starts pissing off clients with a bait and switch product. Can Upwork step in and be the knight in shining armor? That's a question. Over 30% of Fortune 100 companies already use Upwork. So why not focus on wallet share with these companies for starters? Plus... Upwork's 2022 future workforce report uh, shows that 93% of hiring managers often and occasionally convert freelancers into full-time employees. So this is just a part of the normal process, and now they'll be able to make cash off of it. I love your Indeed uh, take on that. That's interesting. So when I first heard this, it sounded a little bit like Netflix putting ads in their service. I wasn't that <laughs> hip to it. It felt like, you know, they have this brand of freelance work and, you know, to, to kind of pivot away from that and I don't know, be a job board or like a, a, a remote or something platform mm-hmm. seemed, seemed like a stretch for me. But then I remembered over a hundred thousand tech workers uh, have lost their job in the last six months. And you know what? A lot of those tech workers, they want to work full time, but they don't really want to work, work at an office or for a particular company or maybe like, they want a little bit more flexibility. So I think a lot of them are probably discovering Upwork if they didn't know about it before and are probably realizing that, hey, there's full-time jobs or full-time gigs available where I know I'm going to be employed month after month, project after project. That's a pretty appealing thing uh, if I'm a tech worker. I think they'll still be able to provide services on the freelance side for you know, people make banner ads or voiceovers for uh, Samuel L. Jackson uh, you know, uh, impersonations. <laughs> That'll still be something that they do, but yes. I think I think that makes a lot of sense. How many companies um, adopt that on the small and medium size? That's left to be left to be seen. I think a lot of companies will be able to hire one person, like in house, to manage sort of these teams on Upwork uh, without having the office space or a lot of the things that typically come with that. Now, one of the things that I that I net I didn't see at all in the announcements was healthcare benefits. So. So Upwork is still not providing healthcare benefits, and I still think that's going to be something for people who want contract work or "quote unquote" full time work. Is it full time if it's not healthcare benefits? I think that's going to be something that's going to be tough for Upwork, uh, Upwork to handle. To your point of stock price, uh, I think it's up three percent since since this announcement. Not a huge bump, but uh, and it's certainly fallen a ton since the pandemic. So. Mm-hmm. I like the move, whether people, you know, adopt it, whether other companies follow suit, like LinkedIn should be doing some of this shit. I'm really amazed LinkedIn doesn't get into this game of like gigs. And I mean, they kind of been dabbling in it, kind of like the ATS business and yeah. stories and video. They just kind of like get half pregnant on most of this stuff. <laughs> so I'm not real. I'm not real uh, inspired by anything that they're doing. But Upwork, I mean, they've been a really good service. I use it for a lot of my stuff. Um, why not full-time work for people that don't want to necessarily go through the interviewing process and everything that goes with working, you know, at a company full-time I'm down. 
Yeah, I'm I down mean, with it's, it. it's a try before you buy kind of scenario, though, too. You get a contractor in, then you yeah. want them to come full time. So, you know, we've seen this. We've seen this in the past. This could prospectively just goose more of that happening. And I mean, that's what companies like to do anyway. They, they love to be able to try because they feel like there's less risk versus reward. Yeah. Uh, and again, I, I, I really think this is a play for just a, a bigger addressable market for, for, for Upwork. It just, it makes good sense. I'm surprised that it took them so long to get here, but they were so fucking busy during the pandemic. <laughs> I don't know that they could do anything other than just try to keep up with what was going on. Yeah, and not not only the you know the the techies that have lost their job in the last six months, but a lot of people that have been driving Ubers or living on DoorDash mm-hmm. have probably gotten a little tired of the whole you know rat race of driving for Uber or, or doing like the gig economy thing. Mm-hmm. But they don't want to go back to work full time for someone. Yeah, like, this is a nice bridge between kind of full time work but kind of gig work, and I think it'll it'll appeal to a lot of people. So I'm I'm interested to see where where this thing goes. I'm I'm excited. Unlike our next story, <laughs> which has me a lot less excited. Yeah. We, this should come with a disclaimer that, you know, make sure that, you know, take it, your belts and, and shoelaces and put them in the other room. Go ahead. <laughs> I never thought we'd talk about something like this on the show. I didn't either. But here we are. Here we are Fuck. in 2023, not 1823. Okay. <laughs> as, as a tight labor market drives the need for more workers... Some U.S. states are looking to relax child labor laws to fill the gaps. Fuck. Proposed bills in Minnesota and Iowa would allow 14-year-olds to work in industrial freezers and meat coolers and 16- and 17-year-olds to work in construction jobs, respectively. Some argue that relaxing child labor laws fills a need, but opponents believe it's dangerous and subjecting young people to hazardous environments. Critics also argue that such jobs could stick it to the poor as they're less likely to employ middle or upper class children. Wow. Okay, Chad, your thoughts on the revival of child labor in America. So we mentioned Iowa and Minnesota, but also Wisconsin had this all the way and got vetoed. Okay, so it's three states. Uh, and these are all Republican led bills. Uh, the average meat packer salary is, uh, $30,000 a year. That's the median across the United States in Iowa, where they're really trying to get these kids to pack meat. It's $25,000 a year. $25,000 a year. So I wonder why they can't find people to, to, to fill these jobs because nobody's going to do the shitty work. For $25,000 a year, let alone a kid. So let's dig into the economics a little bit further. This is from Reuters. Tyson Foods, Global Foods, JBS, National Beef Packing Company, and Seaboard Corp., their financial statement showed a 120% collective jump in the gross profits since the pandemic and a 500% increase in net income. These companies recently announced 1 billion in new dividends and stock buybacks on top of the more than 3 billion they paid to shareholders since the pandemic began. These are companies who are crying that they don't have people, but they're they're paying $25,000 a year. Now they can't get somebody to actually go in for a $13, you know, an hour job. And they're like, hey, let's see if the kids will do it. This is where we're at in the United States. In 1938, we put child protection 
in 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 place 1938 what the fuck is going on here not even in the midst of a war where so many men went to fight did we need child labor to make bullets and uh, grenades no in 2023 and by the way like kids aren't going to choose to do these jobs no the 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 parents in in impoverished houses yes are going to make their kids take these jobs they have no because choice. It's a twenty it's a twenty thousand dollar bump in, you know, or however much it is for mm-hmm. kids, I don't know. But like that's who's going to be doing this, and it's incredibly sad. I mean, look, the math on this is easy, and I've talked about this on past shows. Like a million die in this country from COVID, ten thousand baby boomers uh retirement retire reach retirement age every day uh in this country. Immigration went to zero pretty much for two years. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no surprise that we need people to do these jobs. The answer is the COVID people aren't going to come back from the dead. Uh, the boomers aren't going to unretire to do these jobs. Immigration has to be embraced in this country. We're a country of immigrants. The good news is we're coming back to pre-COVID uh, immigration numbers, but we need to like 2X that to fill the jobs that we're, we're saying should be done by children. And don't forget that Labor is good, for, or immigration is good for America, not just for these jobs, but yes. half of the Fortune 500 founders are either immigrants themselves or they are children of immigrants. So immigrants aren't just packing your meat. They're also starting companies like Google and Tesla. Okay, so immigration is something that America needs to embrace again. And what a perfect way to do it than say, you want child labor or do you want more immigration? And I think a lot of people are going to choose immigration in that equation. Well, Republican State Senator Rich Dreheim, chief author of the Minnesota bill, told Business Insider that hiring youth employees is valuable experience for the teenagers involved and that businesses often can't afford to pay employees more. Did you hear the, the, the stock buyback bullshit I just talked about? Okay, okay, okay. I can't make this shit up. Then the senator said, good from Minnesota, uh, and I quote, Eliminating work opportunities for youth just because of their age will make it even harder for businesses to find reliable employees. I agree. Immigration is a part of the is a part of the pie, but they have to pay people more. They have the money to pay people more. They need to pay people more. They need we need to focus on not building fucking walls. And if they put some of this money into, I don't know, automation that might also help. There are there are opportunities here for this industry, which is industrialized, to say the least, to grow and move, but they're not going to because we have senators who are doing nothing but taking the grease from the lobby. It's fucking crazy. The grease from the lobby. Our labor laws are fine, kids. It's our immigration policies that need help. By the way, Chad, you know who's from Minnesota? Who? We'll be right back. Are you struggling to attract the talent you need today? Do you lack visibility into where your recruitment ad dollars are really going? 
there's a better way. Acquire ROI is a programmatic job advertising platform built to optimize your budget and supercharge hiring. Acquire ROI automatically manages and measures recruitment ads across job boards so you can allocate your budget based on insights, not hunches. Get to quality candidates faster and cost-effectively scale hiring across roles, all while gaining complete visibility and control over your recruitment marketing investments. Say goodbye to manual guesswork, inconsistent performance, and wasted spending. And hello to optimized automated campaigns that produce qualified applicants. At Acquire ROI, we make job advertising easy. Visit us at AcquireROI.com and start transforming your talent acquisition today. Oh, Chad. I had Starbucks this morning. You did not. Times are tough. Times are tough at Starbucks. (laughs) Times are tough at Starbucks. A man in Oklahoma said nobody ever, yes, was reportedly charged almost $5,000 for a couple of cups of coffee at Starbucks due to a venti sized tipping error. After contesting the charge, the customer claimed Starbucks sent him two reimbursement checks that allegedly, you ready for this? Bounced. Leading him to involve the Tulsa Police Department. He has since had to postpone his family's trip to Thailand due to the financial strain. All is not lost at Starbucks, however. They're not going out of business. A spokesperson for Starbucks stated that the company addressed the error and the customer cashed a reimbursement check on February 6th. However, it's still not a very good look, Chad. What are your thoughts on Starbucks' venti-sized error? This is 1938. What are they doing sending checks? What the fuck is this? Why don't you just wire the goddamn money to my account? When's the last time you cast a check? I don't know, Chad. <laughs> I'm gonna have to think about that and get back to you with that what the uh, fuck? next next week. By the way, we we discussed Super Bowl ads earlier. What did you think of the Dunkin's ad with Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez? Dunkin' Donuts. You've got great donuts. You've got great coffee. You don't need Ben Affleck now, Jen. I mean J Lo. That's that's okay, but my friend. The only thing better than big booty Latinas and bug fights, big booty Latinas and donuts. We, we out. out. Wow. Look at you. You made it through an entire episode of the Chat and Chase podcast. Or maybe you cheated and fast forwarded to the end. Either way, there's no doubt you wish you had that time back. Valuable time you could have used to buy a nutritious meal at Taco Bell. Enjoy a pour of your favorite whiskey, or just watch big booty Latinas and bug fights on TikTok. No, you hung out with these two chuggleheads instead. Now go take a shower and wash off all the guilt, but save some soap, because you'll be back. Like an awful train wreck, you can't look away. And like Chad's favorite western, you can't quit them either. We out. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transformed, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.